Yo, this is your host, Fod. I know you're expecting episode 29 has some technical difficulties. I had a situation, a personal situation I had to take care of. Everything is great. Everything's copacetic. So I'm going to hit you with a lost episode. Episode negative one, really. (laughs) You know, we thought this episode was still funny enough to still put out. It's dealing with things that took place back in January, right before COVID. Um, This is like a practice trial episode that me and my wife did. So I hope you enjoy. You're tuning in to the Copacetic Hour. Why don't you just chill? Everything Copacetic? Yeah, Copacetic. This is the copacetic hour. Why don't you just chill? Why don't you just chill? <laughs> yes, this is the copacetic hour. Copacetic is a term meaning everything is fine, cool, and collected in an excellent order. This podcast is the area for open discussion and not for the weak hearted nor the simple minded. Although we may not always agree, we will always exemplify respect. And at the same time, nobody, and I do mean nobody, is exempt from getting these jokes. Everything is copacetic. So, hey, babe, how's your day going today? Everything's copacetic. How's it going? Everything's good. This is five on the mic. Hey, five. Um, Who are you, nigga? (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm still not feeling that nickname. You don't like five. I don't know. It just, it doesn't work for me. Anyway, this is Mrs. Jackson, a.k.a. Gigi. What's good? Nothing What's good. So let's get into our first topic. First topic of today for the Copacetic Hour is going to be the movie Bad Boys. How did you feel, babe? Well, it depends on which one you're talking about. The first two were amazing. Great, iconic movies. Lovely. I assume you're talking about the one that just came out in theaters a couple yes, weeks ago. This, that's all the one. Yeah. Bad Boys Theory for Life. Yeah. Bad Boys, Bad for, Boys life. for Life. So I was a little disappointed simply in the fact that they missed an amazing opportunity to use the number four for like wordplay. Like Bad Boys 3, Bad Boys for Life. That should have been Bad Boys 4. But other than that, it was a fantastic movie. Absolutely loved every aspect of it. I don't get it. Bad Boys 4, what do you mean? Like the number? Yeah, so they should have waited until Bad Boys 4 to do Bad Boys 4 Life. Ah, okay, okay. okay. It just, it's awesome wordplay. As a creative, it's like, oh, you guys missed it. How'd you miss it? But understanding, you know, spoiler alert, we are going to be talking about Bad Boys getting in-depth in the movie. So if you haven't seen it, this is your exit ticket. Get out now. I repeat, get out now. Because I am going to be spoiling it I'm about for to you. spoil the mess out of this movie, so. All right. If you're still here, I assume that you either A, have already seen the movie, B, don't care about the movie and just want to hear our thoughts about care. it, or C, really don't listen and don't follow directions. So regardless of what it is, at this point, you're just going to hear it. So I understand why they didn't name it Bad Boys for Life and wait for number four. 
Um, I understand why they use it on number three. The way that they set it up, it doesn't really look like Martin's going to be in the next movie. Yeah. Um, This is kind of his exit. So this is the for life. Additionally, there was a life and death situation. Um, I mean, we almost lost Mike Lowry. That was heart-wrenching. Yeah, nigga got popped in like the first shit. 15 minutes of the goddamn movie. I was like, oh, shit. I mean, like... Shit. It was so bad. Man. It was like, did I really just pay good money to come see this movie just for my favorite character to be dead? Damn, like nigga. That nigga's laying on the ground like, help me, nigga. And then like, <laughs> okay. It is so bad to get shot in the abdomen and the chest when you're already old and just ran a race. Like, you already out of breath. But nigga, just in case, running. let me shoot you in the lung? Like, what? Hey, why that nigga will outrun, outrun uh, Martin like that, though? That like, was fucked up. That wasn't fake. That was real life, goddammit. That, that was real life. <laughs> you're exactly right. That was definitely <laughs> real life. Will has kept himself in amazing shape. Um, cannot say the same as Martin or as the people like to call him these days, Fat Martin. Like it's not. Hey, we're not, not be dissing fat people on my podcast, okay? No one is exempt from these jokes. Shout out to all the fat people in the world. You know what I'm saying? We just ain't got our life together yet, but we're working on it still. I mean, I'm not even going to say your life's not together. I'm just saying if you and I are in a race, <laughs> we know who get and where when. I can do everything but run fast. And I mean, in that case, running slowly. Kind of saved his life, so. Low key, yeah. Running but, slow did save his life. I mean, I'll give it to you on that. <laughs> um, other aspects of the movie. Um, it was like, it was like an emotional roller coaster for me. There were, there were a lot of like really dramatic, sad moments as you're watching like what seems like the end and the wrap up of a legacy mm-hmm. i thought that it was amazing that they brought back a movie that is so iconic yet we were all very content with not having another one right everyone That's was okay with it if bad boys was just done if it was just done you know years ago when they made bad boys too if that was just the end of it we were fine like we weren't hurting for another one right i was concerned about if it was going to be good or not but it it wasn't the action wasn't as good as the other two because it just wasn't done by michael bay you know who does like Transformers? And exactly, all it's these a, other movies. Completely different, but it wasn't. It wasn't an action movie. It wasn't an action movie. The storyline it was probably the best storyline out of all three, though. I definitely, definitely agree. I think that this one took it more to like a thriller, um, drama kind of movie. Not like the thriller where like you're sitting at the edge of your seat, like scared or anything. But it was definitely more on the dramatic side. Um, I think that both of them more dramatic. I think both of them have grown as actors as well. So they were able to kind of handle that a little bit better. Um, whereas I, I don't agree. know that 20 years ago they would have been able to handle such dramatic scenes with the amount of impact that it had. I'm not going to lie to you. I cried in that theater. In this one? Yeah. Oh, when Will got shot? A couple of different times. It was it was just emotional. And I don't want you to sit here and cap either because I saw you. We were sitting right next to each I was, other. I, I, got, I was teary. I you were a little misty. Die. You were a little misty over there. I was there. like, damn, this nigga will about to die. Nigga. They popped the shit out of that nigga. You're ridiculous. But <laughs> I think this might have been the funniest one, though. I would say so. I would definitely say If it's that not I the laugh. funniest, it's up there with the funny. When that nigga said... How the fuck you not gonna use a condom when you fucking a witch? 
Nigga, I talk about, I laughed from the bottom of my belly. Nigga. It was too funny. I mean, just being honest, we took your grandma to see that movie, and she laughed from the bottom of her belly. Grandma laughed hard. Like, it's just common sense. You're always supposed to wrap it up if you just, like, on these, like, you know, miscellaneous females and stuff. Thank you. But specifically, you know, if, if said miscellaneous. What? I, I wasn't practicing that back in the day. No. Right. Um, any, <laughs> he took me off focus with that. We married now, babe. It's okay. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just, I'm confused on what I was trying to say. Um, take it. You messed it up. No. <laughs> but overall, I thought the movie was good. It was funny. They brought that nigga Reggie back. Reggie made it through the whole process. Married his daughter. Married Martin's daughter. Well, Marcus, and they had a baby, and they named him Marcus Jr. You know what I'm saying? So that was dope how they brought Reggie back. That nigga Reggie looked it old as a motherfucker, though. Like, that nigga really aged. What the first one? His second one come out in 2002? 2003? That nigga had a gray mustache and <laughs> shit. I mean, he old. He was like 17 when that movie came out. Okay, now he's 37. I'm like, damn, that is a long time. You're right, huh? I'm just, that's how 20 years works. <laughs> Oh, shit. Shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that nigga looked old as hell. Oh, they had Will's daughters um, work in the nightclub. They were they at did. the door. Bad. Bad. It's true. He was bad. Bad. D. It was like, shit. Man. But overall, I thought the movie was dope. I like how they left it open, though, for there to be a part four. Because what happens is, is, you know, when Will fucks the witch, she gets pregnant in jail. She has a baby. And then Will finds out the person who shot him was his son. Right. You know, shooting all the people that had something to do with his dad's or his mom's husband. His mom's husband's case. So... I don't get how I don't know. Maybe I just really have that like that high key detective mind. But as soon as they showed the um, the birth certificate for the son, I automatically knew that that was Will's son. Now you said it took you way longer to like actually peep that. Yeah, I didn't think it was Will's son at all. Like that didn't even cross my mind at all. Really? Not at all. Not until he started telling the story. Are you? It took you until he started telling the story. Yeah, when he started telling the story. Like when him and Martin are sitting there yeah, all emotional. Yeah, in the parking lot. Are you kidding I me? I swear, I didn't You even, slow, babe. I, I may be slow. Okay. Like, as soon as they showed <laughs> her, um, like, her jail intake ticket. I don't know what. I'm sorry, I've never been locked up. I don't know what that's called. Processing slip, whatever it is, with the mugshot and all that stuff. And then they showed the, um, the baby that she had. I was like, dang, Michael Lowry got a son. I didn't even think about that at all. Wow. Not even a little bit. But That's crazy. I think it's dope. You know, the, part four, if they do do it, you know, his son going to be some fucking super CI. CI agent Jet Li. This nigga had, like, Jet Li moves. He was shooting niggas from 100 miles away, and he was on some, you ever seen Wanted, where they be shooting niggas in other buildings and shit from all far. Mm-hmm. And this nigga do karate, beat Will's ass, <laughs> all type of shit. Will did get messed up. So it was good. I would give the out of 
out of a 10, I give it a 8, 8.5. It wasn't like a great, great movie, but it didn't disappoint. It definitely didn't disappoint. I thought it was going to disappoint, you know, because they made it so quick. From when we heard about it to when it came out, it was like, oh, shit. It, like, they did this in a few months. I mean, they actually started recording it in, um, at the end of January of 2019, and they finished recording mid-April. Okay. So it was a total of 65 recording days. That is not a long time at all to do a movie. Um, they did really well in, like, the actual set design. It was um, supposed to be um, obviously based in Miami, but ended up, I guess, like with seasonally how it worked because they were shooting it in January through mm-hmm. April. Um, it ended up that they were shooting it in Atlanta, and they managed to do that seamlessly. Like Atlanta is a nice area and everything, but it does not look like Miami. And there was never a point until like actually researching the movie that I was like, oh, that's unbelievable. That doesn't look like Miami. It didn't even look like it was on the set at all. Like they did a really good job. It uh, didn't. With it the scene it didn't that. look like it was Atlanta. It did look like Miami. I mean, I've never been, but it, that's what it looked like. They definitely did a good job. Um, so, yeah, you gave it, what, eight, eight and a half out of ten? I'll say eight and a half. I would probably actually rate it a nine. So I have a different kind of background. Um, I did not actually see the Bad Boys movies growing up. I know, take my black card away if you have to, but I didn't, just simply did not. Lame. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so my first time seeing the bad boy, um, series, I guess, movies one and two, um, I saw bad boys two several times, probably, probably at least like five times over the years. Um, since like really since we started dating. So like 2012 ish, um, you liked the movie. So I've seen it a few times. Honestly, the first time that I can remember actually sitting all the way through bad boys one was the day before we went to the movies. Um, I know that lame anyway, I know that I have seen it, but I have a tendency as you're well aware of falling asleep throughout movies. Um, so I may have very well started it and like fell asleep, caught the end of it, fell asleep during the first part, like several different times that I may have attempted to see the whole thing, but it just didn't happen like that. You know what I'm saying? So altogether, this was my favorite one. It was really good. Like, I am not so much into, like, the extreme action. I love the way that they both grew up to be, like, family people. Um, I don't know. I love maturity. I love um, I love seeing people grow into um, adulthood. And so when you just saw the, char- the uh, maturation of those characters, it was really, uh, really nice to see. Um, speaking of growth and maturity, I just want to take some time to talk about people that are branding their brands. Yeah, you know, it's 2020. It's a whole new year. Um, we we're all adults now. We're coming into time for us to really pay the bills. And I'm not just talking about making sure that consumers gets paid on a monthly basis. I'm talking about setting up um, residual income, work that money that comes into our accounts with us without us having to go punch in for somebody else. If you feel passive what I'm saying. income, some passive might say. income. Yeah, passive income. Some might say money that. You don't have to put your time in to make. It's automatically making money while you are sleeping. Exactly. So with that, I want to just give a quick shout out to all the um, entrepreneurs that may be listening to the podcast. Um, we're not at all a podcast that's about business or about branding or anything like that. 
However, I do happen to be a graphic artist and a specialist in small business branding. So I just want to take the time, go ahead and pub the design lab at Shuttershock & Co. Um, we are a full-service graphic design company um, able to assist with any of your branding needs. So go ahead and find us at ShutterShockCoCo.com. Um, you can go ahead and send me an email if you need any assistance with branding your brand. Yes, that is a trademark term, um, brand your brand. So go ahead and shoot me a line. Uh, make sure you put somewhere in the subject line uh, copacetic for an extra 10% off of your branding experience with Shuttershock & Co. This is the copacetic of the copacetic. Why don't you just chill out? Why don't you just chill? Now back to the show. So secondly, second subject we wanted to get into today was the Trump green cards. Um, I'm not too familiar with this subject. It is something that came out today, how um, if you're being denied, uh, they're denying immigrants who are taking a part of a public service. Any, yeah. Any public assistance. Yeah. Um, so the article came in, I saw it on New York times earlier today um, that they're doing what's called a wealth test. Um, so that's basically stating that if you, are um, taking any form of public assistance, whether it be Medicaid, food stamps, um, unemployment even, or disability, um, you are null and void for becoming a permanent resident of the United States of America. Um, so, you know, a lot of us know that, or does that make more sense when I break it down like that? Like, does that show? I mean, yeah. And I guess I get the point of it, I guess, but I I don't know, you know, because people are coming from dangerous countries and everything like that. I don't make right. sure they're they're dangerous people. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if my my grandma being a having a I mean, she's a citizen now, but you know, when she first came, you know, she had my dad. You know what I'm saying? I I would be thinking like, if my grandma needed assistance, aid, and my dad got born. And let's say her and my grandpa didn't get married as fast as they did. You know what I'm saying? For her to have her citizenship. What if they had to just ship my grandma back to Mexico and, you know, my dad is left here with my grandpa. You know what I'm saying? That would be messed up to me. Well, the thing is, it's not exactly that it's saying, like, if you are on Medicaid, we're deporting you. It's a blocker for you getting your legal citizenship, like permanent residence and citizenship. Um, so you may have to renew a green card. You may have to renew a visa. You don't just go ahead and get that license to stay indefinitely. It's hard to renew those things. Though. Oh, it's I completely a, understand. People go years. It is a flaming trying to, to get that done. I know my aunt, um, my aunt Bertha, she had to pay like several hundred dollars to get her green card renewed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my grandma was telling me about like, it's, a terrible process. Has she been in the United States for longer than me? You know what I'm saying? She's been as long as I've been living. That's true. So I don't know, like, I think it's pretty bad about the subjects. It's just a difficult situation, especially with me dealing with immigrants being coming from a, um, a mixed background. You know what I'm saying? My grandma is from Mexico she didn't come to the United States till she was 20. So I have a, a sensitive side when it comes to things like that. You 
know, say anything dealing with anything pretty much dealing with Mexico, I really, I take, I take heart to that. You know oh, for saying? sure. I mean, that's your people. I mean, I, I agree with very, very little that DJT has to say, especially when it comes to the actual um, legislation. What did you say? DJT. Who is DJT? Donald J. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I'm just saying DJT. I never heard that before. It's just his initials. Um, you know the rule. Don't take none of this shit personal. It's just comedy. <laughs> I don't think you can put in those sounds in the right place, babe. It don't like make that. sense to me. That makes sense to me. I mean, it's all good. Um, anyway, yeah, so the reason why I say DJT versus saying the full government name is that on streaming things, they actually, in a very un-American way, tend to censor things more. And even on social media, blocking things from reaching its foot is for this potential. Okay. If it actually is able to pick up what's quote-unquote slander. Um, so they screen your audio files before they're actually able to publish. Okay. You know how it says it's uploading and loading and everything? There's actually like a screening process that goes through it. Okay. And they can buffer your um, material from being able to like play through. I did not know that. So if you say something negative about somebody that they don't, you know, that the social media people don't want you talking negative about, Correct. they won't necessarily block it from being posted, but they can block it from having the amount of traction that it could otherwise. Okay, so that they makes can limit sense. It, limit your access. So that's a good so a synonym, I guess. Antonym, what's it called? What's a good synonym? initials? Oh, um, DJT. It is a it's a um, acronym. Acronym. Yeah, it says initials, but it's more of like a, um, a uh, alibi, not an alibi. Uh, alibi. This nigga, he, this nigga did a crime. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean it, that nigga is on trial right now. <laughs> right, he definitely is. <laughs> what's it called when you have the um, another name for something, like another name for someone? Uh, alter ego. No, not an alter ego. A Think nickname. Of, no, Ernest, not a nickname. Nigga, think of, think of a rap is. sheet when it'll say, like, your other names. Alias. Alias. That's what I was trying to say. The alias. Not nah, a, not she called me dumb. Man, I'm a smart nigga up here. That's what I'm saying. That's why I asked you. That's what I'm talking about. I ain't call you dumb. Um, not today. Um, but, yeah, so that's a good alibi. Not al See, look at me. Look, alibi. That's a good alias Gigi's not dope. This nigga did a crime. <laughs> I'm trying, trying to get justice out here. Um, that's a good alias to Alias. To I almost said Alice's. <laughs> Black your stuff from hitting the airway. Um, oh, man. So anyway, I don't agree with much. See, you made me forget what I was talking about. I don't agree with much with what um, that man has to say. Um, this is simply just another one. I think that our, our um, public assistance services that we have are there for a reason. That's to assess the public, whether they be permanent citizens or not. Right. Um, I don't think that your current or prior use of these uh, systems should negatively impact your chances of being a part of this country. All right. If this country is supposed to be for the, the home of the brave land of the free country was created off immigration, like how can you stop immigration from coming in? And based I feel, off that, I feel like a big part of like what we don't understand is that public assistance is literally providing basic needs and basic human services um, for people that are in our country for safety and for a better life. 
So we're blocking them from the permanency of a better life because they needed help when they first got here. And it's not even saying like you can, um, you can't be one right now. It's saying that that has the potential of the potential of blocking you permanently, which is just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, that was my little two cents of something serious. That way, I can say that I don't do a complete fluff piece on this week's episode. (laughs) Um, you know, we gotta add something intelligent in there, even though we kind of think of the word alias. Um. So next up, we're going to talk about the 2020 star-studded Grammys. Yeah, the Grammys, you know, I I really don't care too much about the Grammys. I don't feel like they value people too much. I I don't feel like they've... I don't feel like they value us too much. They really, like... I don't see the I don't see how we're represented too much in the Grammys. Even though, you know, black people do win Grammys and they do have hip hop uh sections, I guess, or awards. Tyler the Creator said a thing that really resonated with me and it kind of makes sense to me that he feels like them labeling pe- black people uh, and putting everyone in a hip hop or urban category is, you know, just another word, or another way of saying this is the nigga group. This is the nigga award. The colored section. The nigga award. You know what I'm saying? And then um, he said that it's like, you know, your little cousin comes over. And to make him happy, you know, you just give him a control a controller that's not plugged in. Not even in. hooked up to the game. Yeah, and make let him pretend like he's playing. And I was that was deep. You know, so that was deep. Basically, because it's like, don't get me wrong, I feel a lot of the times that we are in a league of our own, and that you know, take it for a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but yeah, it's like it's saying that this is a colored section that the rest of us mainstream. Like, what does that term even mean? The audacity of you to call you mainstream and me other. When hip-hop is the biggest genre. Everyone's rapping. Everyone's doing 808s and trap beats. and. Let's talk about money, revenue. Yeah. Who's bringing in more money annually? Thank you. Just. As a genre. It ain't pop. I mean, hip-hop is pop. Pop just means popular. Right, so hip hop is definitely popular. Hip hop is definitely the most popular. Yeah, it's not country bringing in the the, the top dollars. Thank you. Like you know, what I'm saying like um, who won an award yesterday? J Cole won an award. He didn't even show up. Right. You know what I'm saying? I respected that. We need to be more mindful. You know, celebrate those who celebrate you. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Is one thing to. Be thankful for a seat at the table and always be, you know, gracious when people do want to, you know, give you your give you your sh- time to shine. That's always something to be appreciative yeah. for and to definitely stay humble. But at the same time, we've created our own table and it's big enough for us all to have a seat. So thank you. We need to start to represent that and appreciate it and really give it its, I don't know, importance. You know what I'm saying? Like. You win or we should we need to create a new awards because 
I think the BET Awards is important right now because that's pretty much what we have and all those, uh, the Soul Train Music Awards and things like that that go on. Mm-hmm. But we need to create like a, a prestigious award ceremony where it's ours. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's Where it's ours, but it's not labeled as black. It's not labeled it as black. It just lifts up it's what's actually popular. Black prestigious popular award that, that means something. So that when when they get this award at this prestigious event, it does guarantee them getting booked and more money for shows and stuff like that. Like they say the Grammy does when you win an Oscar or a Tony and things like that. You can put that after Right, your you always name. hear a Grammy award or a Grammy nominated right. artist. You never hear BET nominated artist. Right, you know what I'm saying? We need to, something, I don't know what they're going to call it, but we need something that award show and the it, blackies it, award yeah you know what i'm saying it brings you award on prestigious um aura to your name you know what i'm saying where you can now book more shows or book more movies and make more money make while you're doing money, either one you, know? you feel me so i think that's that's great also at the grammys um there were you know there was the performance for nipsey you know i had uh kurt franklin and um, Meek Mill, DJ Khaled, John Legend, of course, Nipsey. I saw some of uh, Nipsey homies was there. His family, you know, Lauren what I'm saying London. YG was there performing. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's great. You know, rest in peace to Nipsey. Nipsey Hussle was a great guy. You know what I'm saying? I only c- could imagine what he would have been doing. You know, now and five years from now, changing the world. Exactly. When Tupac said, you know, he may spark the brain that could change the world, he might have been talking about Nipsey. And Nipsey might change the world. Somebody else coming up could, you know, take that and push it farther. Yeah. Somebody else, obviously, at the Grammys was celebrated. And unfortunately, I honestly, I wish that it was a name that wouldn't have ever been brought up at the Grammys. I wish that he had no relevance yesterday. But yesterday was the day that our world lost a legend. Um Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace. It doesn't even seem real to be saying. Um, It seems like the words are coming out incorrectly, like his name's not supposed to be there. Um, Rest in peace to his daughter, Gianna, affectionately known as Gigi. Love the nickname, little girl. Rest in peace, baby. Definitely. Um, To the assistant coach, the other family that was on the helicopter. Yep, the... The baseball coach that was on the helicopter baseball coach, his and wife his and wife his daughter. and his daughter. Um, rest in peace. Complete tragedy that happened and definitely some powerful people being taken away well before their prime, well before they had the opportunity to reach the people that they were intended to in life. Um, just a, overall a very, very sad situation. Definitely like, don't get me wrong, like I'm a LeBron fan. Don't get it twisted, but and I used to always talk smack about Kobe and everything, but it was more in the in the category of competition because we were debating about basketball and not you know like life, you know. So you you know I never expected, or you just never expect anyone to tra- tragically lose their life in such a way, you know. What I'm saying it doesn't even feel real that you know he lost his life 
like that. You know, I was sitting on my bed and my friend Edric, he texted me. He was like, bro, Kobe died. And I like, I felt like somebody like punched me in the stomach and I got chills on my body and I start, I got on Google and I'm Googling what? You know what I'm saying? I didn't even respond to his message. I just start Googling like Kobe died and, you know, TMZ pops up and I'm like, oh my God. And um, I get on Instagram and everybody's talking about Kobe died. And then my group chat and the Sigma group chat, everybody's talking about Kobe died, Kobe died. And I'm like, no, you know, cause sometimes, you know, they say somebody died and it's really not true. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, I hope that's not true. And then when it was official, you know, I, I looked over the balcony. I told Gigi like, man, Kobe died. She was like, what? I said, what? So many times I was like, it, at first it just sounded like he said Kobe Bryant. I was like, what about him? Like it's a random Sunday afternoon. You just get up out of the bed come over to the balcony, yell down to me while I'm working, like, Kobe Bryant. I'm like, what? You're like, Kobe died. I was like, Kobe what? And you said it again, and I'm just like, no, he didn't. Like, what are you talking about? Kobe can't die. Man. And it's like, like, that doesn't make sense. So I Google, of course, that's the first thing we do. We such millennials. Uh, But we go straight to Google, and I'm like, Kobe Bryant. And the, the thing that got me was, Somehow on his bio on Google, it already had changed to say Kobe Bryant was a former basketball, a former National Basketball Association player. Like on Wikipedia? Yeah, somebody like it had already been updated to say that he was a former, not was an American basketball player, but was a former NBA. Man, like, that, that stuff be crazy, man. I'm like, Kobe was? Man. Kobe is no more? Like, no, Kobe's not a Laker anymore. That's fine. That's cool. We've been used to that. But Kobe was. Like, he's not here anymore. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, Kobe different than the other players to me. Um, simply because he was, like, he was a huge part of pop culture growing up. More so than just, like, oh, you see him at the basketball games and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, he had cameo appearances and TV shows and specifically black TV shows. Yep. He didn't just, oh, I'm going to go on the white stuff. Like, no, he came to the stuff that maybe didn't have the typical Kobe Bryant budget, but he came anyway. He was a character on The Proud Family. He definitely was a character on Proud Family. That is like, fact. We just saw that the other day. Yeah, we did watch that the other day. And Penny going to pick, uh, pick her daddy over Kobe. Like, what? What's she doing? <laughs> um, but you know what I'm saying? Like... You know it just, it does not seem real. I literally woke real. up wishing it was a bad day, and it Man. wasn't. Then I heard that, um, what's that song? It's that song with Wiz Khalifa and uh, that. Yeah, the See You Again song. Oh, man. I, I heard that song. I just start crying because. That stuff was sad, and then I made that post on my Instagram. <clears throat> it was just, it was terrible. And I got a lot of friends, you know what I'm saying, I like, love Kobe, you know what I'm saying? And Our little brother. Yeah, my little Elijah. brother, Elijah, I know he was crying. You know what I'm saying, my homeboy DQ was messed up. My homeboy Zeke, you know what I'm saying, my fraternity brother, my fraternity brother Lauren, you know, I know they was messed up yesterday. I know Rob was probably messed up. It was... It was terrible, man. Don't you know what I'm saying? Them people they love Kobe. They debated me every day about Kobe being better than LeBron. Daily. Daily. You know what I'm saying? And 
which is fine. I'll never say a bad thing ever again about Kobe or nothing. You know, all respect and praise to that man and his family and to his wife, Vanessa, and his three daughters that are left behind. You know, I, I can't even imagine there uh, are no words. what they're going through. There's no words for that, you know. It's just crazy, like, everyone's expressions and, you know, it's just so crazy. Like, Gianna, like, I was actually looking forward to seeing her play basketball. Like, I really did feel like she was going to carry on the Kobe legacy and really be, you know, the Mamba, you know what I'm saying, the the girl version in the WNBA. Mambasita. You know what I'm saying, something (laughs) like. She was just gonna be this beast because she was good. She, she already really was. was. Girls do not play like that at thirteen. She was good already, and I was like, man, she's gonna be a beast. And I was just thinking, like, she's gonna go to WNBA, and that's gonna like bring the attention that the WNBA deserve. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. Who's not gonna want to see Kobe's daughter ball out? You know what I'm saying? So it was just for that her young life to be cut short and. You know, just not to be able to just to witness greatness that was, you know. It was brewing. It was you know, growing. It was brewing. It you was could see it. You know what I'm saying? I saw just, an interview where Kobe was talking with somebody, and they had just had his, what, fourth girl, and he was with Gianna, and somebody said, hey, dang, Kobe, you don't got a boy to carry a legacy. And Gianna was like, don't worry about that. I'm going to carry right, a I legacy. Got this. I got this. You know, so I was like, oh, man, that's crazy. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? It was so many people hurt. You know what I'm saying? Shaq's, uh, what he said on there, it was crazy. I know Shaq is killing them right now. You know what I'm saying? I haven't even been, honestly, I've been kind of staying back from social media because it's to the point, you already know, I'm a, like, when people say that they're an empath, I take that yeah, label Gigi to cry about anything. I will cry, and I will hurt for you. So don't bring your sob stories to me, because I will, <laughs> like, I feel that pain. When I take on, like, oh, I'm hurting for you, like, no, like, I'm really feeling that yeah, for you. Gigi, her empathy is on another level. It's, it's, it's a little scary sometimes, but, like, um, it's like, I can, I've had to stay away, because I will seriously... To see a picture of the two of them, and my mind doesn't go to like, oh, it sucks. She's not gonna be able to play basketball anymore. It's to the mom that's grieving the loss of her husband and the loss of a 13 year old at the same time. Definitely. To the 17 year old daughter that lost her little sister and yep. her daddy at the same time. Yep. Mm-hmm. For the newborn that's gonna grow up hearing about what a legend her dad is, and that everyone else got to experience him except for her. Except for her. And the amount of, like, I don't know, just the amount of entire sadness for, like, the other families and everything like that. The fact that our world has lacked the privacy to allow you to even find out anything. Like, I'll give you that maybe, um, you know, there was an article saying that um, Vanessa found out about the accident from TMZ. Uh, wow. that's what I saw and I didn't see anything contradicting that but I also don't know how she how anyone would really know how she found out right um so I couldn't give it too much credit but just that idea and it's like okay so Vanessa might not have they might have contacted Kobe Bryant's wife prior to contacting the media but the other families the other distant cousins and things like that of those people they probably they, all found out on TV 
they Definitely. they found out on TV and yeah. Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and that's terrible. Yeah. And it's just like and there were so many rumors going around. Like first they said it was Rick Fox was on there. Right, I was so confused by uh, that. I was, was like Rick Fox, Rick, Rick, Rick Fox. Like what's wrong with him? Yeah, it was. It was just so many rumors going all at one time. You know how social media gets. Mm -hmm. Something gets up and then people just run with it. You know, no one actually does any reading anymore. It's crazy. The reality of the story is because of that, um, because of that, you know, the fact that we tend to run with the first thing that we see, I was really hoping that it was, you know, Kobe was injured in a crash. Kobe, Joy, right? Joy wrote a, a helicopter today and survived. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I was yeah. hoping that it was anything but what the actual headline actually said. All right. And it just wasn't. Yeah. And it was, it's terrible people out there. For one, it was there. I was just on YouTube. There was a guy who had a, who posted a video talking about it was Gianna's body in this gurney at a hospital that was all hooked up to these tubes and everything. Like, like she survived that crash. You know what I'm saying? I actually seen the crash. What the other was these, what they said was the crash. And there's no way nobody could survive that tra- crash the way they're in that video. Like, why would you make a video showing that? You know what I'm saying? It was, I reported that goddamn video. Fuck that person who ever made that video. I reported that shit. There was also another, there was a reporter. Let me get this shit out. This goddamn oh, reporter. female reporter? There, there was two different reporters. You talking two. about the one that shared uh, the article? Yes, the one that shared the article about the rape case. Like, exactly, after, two, within two hours after his death. Why would you do that? Like, a little girl died, you know what I'm saying? Like, like his child died. And you over here trying to stir something odd that that man was found innocent of. Right. He was found, for one, he was found innocent of it. And like he went to jail, did any time or anything like that. Like, why would you even bring that type of shit up? Her name was, hold on, I got Felicia Sunmash. She works for the Washington Post. Fucking bitch. You know, so I tweeted her yesterday. I cussed her out. I tweeted the Washington Post too and told her told them a suspension wasn't enough. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it was evil. It was it lacked empathy. And it was selfish. You know what I'm saying? Everybody out here clout chasing off somebody else's death. It's so crazy. And I know we're talking about it now because we're in a podcast. That's what we that's just what you do. We're talking about current events. Well, we're talking about current events. I'm not going to make a video with the take a whole nother little girl who who died or had cancer or whatever that little girl in that uh, hospital bed was going through and then say it's Gianna on it. Like, why would you why would you do that? Why would you even make because, you know, that video is going to get a million views. Now that family of the, whoever the girl really is got to relive their Every trauma. trauma is actually happening with her. You know what I'm saying? Why would you do that? So it's just terrible. Like it's some sick and evil people in the world. Then yesterday, uh, people were on LeBron's comments blaming LeBron for his death. Right. Blaming? How can't you? How can you blame LeBron? 
for his death. Why would why would that even like people really believe in in the Illuminati and sacrificials and all this? Like LeBron's not gonna. Why why would LeBron be wanting to kill little girls and stuff? Like come think about it now. Come on now, LeBron got his own. Why daughter. would LeBron want to kill Kobe? Why would LeBron want to kill Kobe? Like it's just like it's it's dumb. People will say like, anything. People are just it's it like they lack. Any type of common sense, any type of just logic in general, they believe everything that they see online. Everything. If it was so secretive and all this shit, you wouldn't know. You really wouldn't know. Exactly. I think what we need to just start realizing in general is that celebrities are humans. Nobody is. They're humans first. They're not forever. To anything like anything can happen to anybody people yeah. are like oh kobe takes helicopters all the time there has to be something like something has to be a setup with this it's like people drive cars every people drive cars every day and yet one day someone gets in an accident and that literally happens daily to thousands of people i looked up uh read a statistic that helicopters are actually probably the one of the most dangerous ways to travel even uh more dangerous than even being in a car oh wow yeah, way more dangerous than an airplane and probably even more dangerous than a car. Well, your chances of survival are very much little to none. I'm talking about like the how many crashes there are is what the article was saying. Yeah. Like there are there are actually a lot of helicopter crashes. We just it's just something that we don't know about, I guess. I I mean I gotta say I immediately took that off my bucket list. I was shocked. I was like, Oh wow, I didn't even know like I was thinking like, Oh yeah, we could do a helicopter ride, that's cool. Not Good. anymore. Really okay. I mean, not the learning that fact, like like helicopters crash a lot. Right, like it's a common thing. Like, why are they out here though? Um, yeah, and then like reading the article about the conditions and everything, like even the um, even the police in Los Angeles had stopped their like they had grounded their fleet. Yep. Because of the fog that was going on. Yep. And the pilot still thought that it was okay to take off, and he did get clearance. Yeah, he did. He did but go. and then they just decided to turn around, and apparently he didn't know how low he was, and he refused to slow down. Because he they like circled he he around, waiting for clearance. He was right in front of a mountain to go. Yep. It. And right before you know the plane lost control, you know the control towers was telling him like, "Hey, you're too low to pass." See, and okay, you know how on uh, righteous and ratchet, Kevin do is like his keeping a word. Right. Hey, right, so let me just turn this into a radio. Okay, question. go ahead. Let me see. Let me hear you. Let me see what you got. I'm not gonna hoop and holler. I ain't got the voice for it. <laughs> All right. So sometimes we're facing situations in life where we are we have a, a cloud of fog ahead of us, right in front of us. Okay. It's kind of blocking your view, and you might think that you know what's going on. You might think you know what's on the other side of that fog, but you can't see it clearly. Right. Sometimes we need to trust the voice that's coming through our headset. It's telling us you need to come up. You need to slow down. You need to move. You need to move. There might be a roadblock in front of you that you're going to crash into if you don't take some time, rise above, and slow down. Okay. That is your two-minute word. <laughs> that was straight, but I liked it. I'm just I saying. Like you, you can't be above listening to someone else's voice. Definitely. Definitely. And it, everybody was pouring out. Man, the one of the most craziest takes that I heard today was – you know, T-Mac and Kobe Bryant are, like, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kobe Bryant came in, 
came to the NBA first, and then Tracy McGrady came like right after that the next year. They both came from high school. And so T-Mac was telling how they used to always hang out because, you know what I'm saying, they were two of the youngest people in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? And he said how Kobe used to say, like, I'm going to die young. I want to die young. You know, so I want to be a legend. You know what I'm saying? I want my – I want to live forever. So I want to die young. And I was like, man, that's crazy. For him to, you know what I'm saying, to be young saying that like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, saying he's he was telling, like, you know, that changed, you know, when he got kids, of course. But, you know what I'm saying, he did put that in the atmosphere at a young age. And I'm like, man, you know, so you got to be careful, you know what I'm saying, what you put out into the universe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I really do believe, you know what I'm saying, your words become your thoughts and your thoughts become your things. So, you know what I'm saying, you just got to you gotta be careful what you put out there. Not saying that was the reason why he died, of course. Of course not. You know what I'm saying? We all, unfortunately, have our time to go. And that's what really got me yesterday. I was like, Kobe is, he's fit. He's intelligent. He speaks, what, three or four languages? He's, you know, uh, he's a husband, a father. He's He's rich. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. none of that mattered. Yeah. He's, he's still not here today. We're all going to die. And that really had me messed up yesterday. Like, nothing I can do, nothing I can say. It doesn't matter what I have going on at the time. I do not know, nor do anyone listen to this or anyone anywhere we don't know when it's our time exactly you know what i'm saying I, you know the best thing we can do is to you know help people while we here and make the best of each and every day it was i don't know rp to kobe man rp to gianna it was just sad stories you know shout out to the nba for actually canceling the game um tomorrow on tuesday yeah Even, that takes a lot for them to, it takes a lot because they're gonna lose a lot of lose money, money. That you know what i'm saying a lot, but it is definitely and that was a really big do. anticipated game you know what i'm saying but and and to be honest kobe would have wanted them to play in my opinion you know what i'm saying kobe is a true competitor like He's a killer. He's an assassin. He would have went out there and played if it would have been like something else. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like Kobe would have wanted them to play too. But for the NBA to show him that much respect, you know what I'm saying? Kudos to the NBA. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? And I can't even say that Kobe would have wanted or not wanted them to play. Like, Oh, Kobe definitely would have wanted the Lakers to beat the Clippers. Trust. Yes, I'll <laughs> give you that. However... Kobe would have been pissed if the Clippers beat the Lakers. <laughs> so I think it's the best move of the, the league to just leave that game alone oh right now. Gosh. You know what I'm saying? And it's so crazy. Like, NBA legends do not die. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, we were all, talking about that last night. We like, were talking about that last night. You can't night. think of too many. Um, I actually looked it up, right? Okay. So out of all the MVPs since they start doing in, counting MVPs mm-hmm. in the National Basketball Association, only two MVPs are not alive right now. Wow. 
How long have they been doing the MVP? Just I think it was 1956. Oh, wow. Only two are not around right now. Moses Malone and Wilt Chamberlain. Moses Malone did die kind of early. Don't get me wrong. He died early. I think he had like a heart attack or something maybe. I'm not sure on that. Don't quote me on that. And then Wilt Chamberlain, you know, he was older. So he, I wouldn't say he died of anything. I think he might have some, you know, uh, conditions with him. But, I mean, he was probably like 56, not 50, not 50. But he was like probably 70 years old, you know what yeah. I'm saying, when he died. But other than them two, Bill Russell's still alive. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar still alive. Dr. J still alive. Um, who else is an MVP? Um, Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson has HIV in the 80s and is still alive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Larry Bird still alive. All these different people are still alive from way back when. And this magnificent player in his 40s he retired in 2016 he's only been retired for four years not even four full seasons you know what i'm saying he's no longer here with us it's just tragic man it's just tragic um i really hope hold on i want to get this out i really hope the nba changes the logo changes the logo hashtag change the logo uh sign a petition there's a petition out there I, i put it on my facebook you know what I'm saying? I hope they change the silhouette from Jerry West. Nigga, Jerry West is still alive. God damn it. Jerry West is the NBA logo. He is yes, still he alive. Is. But I hope they change the NBA silhouette to Kobe Bryant. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I wasn't always the biggest Kobe fan. But, you know, so I, I always have respect for a man's life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to all the Kobe fans out there. I know you're hurting I know you're dealing with this, and, you know, unfortunately, it's a very unfortunate situation. Time does heal all pain, and, you know, just, you know, Mamba mentality, follow what he preached, you know what I'm saying? Be tough, be rugged, and give your best in everything you do. Right. I mean, that is definitely what Kobe would want us to do. Definitely. Rest in peace to Kobe Rest Bryant. in peace to Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace to Gianna. Rest in peace to the legends. Rest in peace to all the legends out there. God bless those families that aren't here with us. And prayers, everybody send prayers out to the Bryant family. You know what I'm saying? He was a father, a husband, a brother. You know, his sisters, his mom and dad, everybody they left behind. All those other people left behind, some of their kids and spouses as well. This is the Copacetic Hour. Follow me at IG notorious underscore big underscore E and on Twitter is the same. You can find me at, at limitless beauty at limitless miss medicine for anyone interested in healthcare and at Shuttershock MI for all of your branding needs. Have a great night. Everything's copacetic. Peace. Peace.